0: And welcome to another week, another episode. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, where are we headed? There's a lot of, uh, just a lot of things going on in the financial world. Um, especially after the FTX falling out, um, a lot of insolvency issues, a lot of uh, bankrupt organizations coming to fruition. Um, a lot of things going to zero, but that's, that's going to come with the territory, um, especially with something as um, new as crypto, because if we think about crypto only been around for 10 years, um, currency has been around for you know thousands of years, uh, and the Federal Reserve and fiat currency, all that's been around for a really long time. So we're we're in the infancy stage of of crypto but my my pivots towards NFTs and for NFTs people like NFTs are dead and all this stuff I'm on dap radar <clears throat> board 8 the past 30 days has been up 82% in traders and then they've been up sixty percent in volume still at thirty eight million dollars sales are up ninety five percent crypto punks up excuse me they're up thirty percent in volume and fifty percent in sales um I mean there's a lot of green here guys uh monkey kingdom d gods d gods is up like hundred and ninety percent Uh, Utes is up 250% volume, 517% sales. Uh, I mean, Mutant Ape Yacht Club also going bananas. I mean, Azuki's down, Ethereum, uh, ENS is down pretty substantially. Um, Axie Infinity is down substantially. The doodles is down in volume, but not down in sales. Moonbirds is down in volume, but not with sales. Moonbirds is pretty plateaued though. Sandbox is up like a hundred percent. so like there's there's a lot of um, cases to be made, and to be honest with you, i'm uh i'm I'm very bullish on nfts for the long term and i say that in a sense of we have so many capabilities around it that can be built um because if you think about it it's just a ticketing system for businesses it's validating purchases on the blockchain and i think one thing that's actually helped with this ftx fallout is companies in crypto that are showing their ledgers and showing their their stake in different coins I think has really helped gain trust and traction um, and, it, and it's been able to open kind of some dialogue between business owners and crypto uh, to to show that like we need people to trust and that's what we need we need people to trust us in this financial system and in order to do that you gotta you gotta show you gotta show them where the money is you gotta show them where um, the investments are. And that's, and that's really crucial in any sort of business that you personally start, like on your own. Um, like people want to know where your money comes from. People want to know what you do with your money. People want to know how you're investing it, how you're using it to grow your business, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, and that being said, like, That's why NFTs, the right projects are going to do really well. And then the wrong projects will go to zero, you know? So like you have to think about where can I align my business with NFTs or cryptocurrency? And that's where my business will come into play. Um, And I know a lot of, I know a lot of very successful people in the workings right now um, that are going to try and scale this. So that's. That's kind of my take, because uh, there's a lot of doom and gloom and stuff, and and I and I get that. But I mean, if you look at it in the in the past thirty days, um, OpenSea has gained sixty percent in traders and one hundred and twenty percent in volume. Magic Eden has uh, lost some traders, but they've also gained a lot of volume. X two Y two has lost traders in volume unfortunately um crypto punks gaining traders in volume um mutable mutable x uh i mean they're up their average price is up a thousand percent on their nfts and they've gotten 40 percent more traders added on and a thousand percent more volume NBA top shots taking a beating. The Zeus market has gotten better on a price and a volume side, but it has lost traders over the past. So they've lost a couple percent. That's on Hedera. Trying to find one that's Sandbox is up as a marketplace. Rarible has taken a beating. Um man, that's crazy. Decentraland's lost volume and money, but they've gained traders. Uh so that's that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, there's salon arts down on traders, but they're up in volume. So, I mean, it's really just like what you make of it. And honestly, I still think there's a really great use case. And I think there's a lot of great platforms that are going to be created in the next six months. So, I definitely am not down on cryptocurrency as a whole. I definitely think there needs to be more regulation. There needs to be more... um, I should, I, actually, I should rewind. There should be more conscious efforts to educating people on how to invest and to know where to go, um, but then also for people to build. Uh, I think there needs to be a combination of both because FTX, we pull all, put all our money into an exchange, someone that's going to leverage our money. And like we didn't think about, oh, what if it's too big to fail? I never put my stuff in FTX because I didn't trust it. But I'm sure a lot of people looking at the ads with Tom Brady and looking at, you know, the Naomi Osaka ads and like all all these very wealthy celebrities that had taken the company and doing these ads. People were like, oh, this is relatable. So then they felt that they could get into the market And they they lost and a lot of people are upset and a lot of people um, have a right to be upset. And I don't blame anyone for being mad at the industry as a whole. Um, There was a lot of weird. um, There are a lot of bad actors in the FTX situation. Um, And I think that SBF is just kind of the. The puppet. In a sense, I think that he I mean, because if you look at it, he was donating money to political parties. He was in deep with them. He was in deep in a lot of uh, different liquidity pools, and he was in deep with his his own um, people. Uh, if you <laughs> heard about the stories of what uh, his like 10 members did in the Bahamas. Um You know, he he gave off that he was a person that donates all his money when in reality that wasn't true. There's just a lot of there was a lot of stink with this. And I mean, it's now bridging into and leading into the CBDC effect, which I call it the CBDC effect, because now there are people rolling out the CBDCs um, Indonesia is releasing their CBDC. I think it was today. Um, I think they rolled it out in terms of uh, transactions. Um, Ukraine's going to create a CBDC, France, Luxembourg, uh, CBDC, India, is doing a pilot program starting in December. Uh, there's a bunch of, uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of people getting involved in the CBDCs because governments believe that there needs to be more regulation. And I wouldn't say more regulation needs to happen. I would just say more education and oversight needs to happen because the government in theory, did kind of create this mess because they were taking pretty much donations from SBF. So they're just as bad of actors as, you know, SBF, and they're, you know, just as bad as like the people that backed this fraudulent company. The government is also at fault. And of course, they're never going to accept that. But They're going to they're going to make this a digitized world where you'll have digital passports, you'll have to scan a QR code and you'll have to um, spend, you know, this or, you know, receive that. And, you know, there's the social credit system, unfortunately, is being integrated slowly but surely into the Western world. And. It's scary to see that, but you know what you what we have to do is we have to understand cryptocurrency and, and decentralized finance because that was the whole purpose of cryptocurrency was decentralized finance where not one bank, not one person, or one entity owned the money supply. Because um, decentralization is where everybody takes a part in the smart contract and everyone takes a part of, um, this monetary process. And if something happens, there's either a reward or there's a loss. And that was the thing about staking cause staking was huge. And now it's like, I don't know that many people that still stake, uh, to be honest with you, but like people were staking, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars at you know, 100% APY and like making an easy passive income, but you don't know if that, if that coin is going to, you know, if you, you don't know what, if you're going to get liquidated and you're going to lose all your money. So like people are, uh, kind of in the fearful state and it's, it's very understandable, um, because you have to understand the purpose of decentralized finance and the people that act in goodwill are the people that aren't necessarily, I don't know how to word this, maybe not the best marketers or they don't necessarily try to sell you on their platform. Um, I think one thing that happened with FTX is they were trying so hard to market and sell what they were doing and it's you know if you have to market and sell yourself that hard it seems kind of desperate and it seems like they were very desperate for people and then they attracted people with not as much knowledge and didn't you know have a full understanding of cryptocurrency and the risks that you take with it and they took advantage of those groups of people Because people that actually are into cryptocurrency and people that are into blockchain technology knew that FTX was a bad idea. Um, And it's the same thing with the CBDCs. We know it's a bad idea. We know that this is just digital tracking for your money. And, you know, some people are going to be like, oh, yeah, regulation. Like, this is great. You know, this is what the crypto maxis deserve or the Bitcoin maxis deserve? Well, those people don't understand the fact that central banks and governments want to control you and control how you speak, how you think, how you act, how you eat, how you sleep. They want to own everything or they want to control everything and then we own nothing that's that is the end goal and it's it's an unfortunate reality but there's a lot of truth and the cbdc is just the tip of the iceberg and it's going to come out in probably a two year span you know so expect the next two years to be pretty wild and bumpy because now we're we're flirting with digital currency. Um this is the fourth turning and this is where you got to ask yourself, you know, where where do you want to go with this? I'm firm in NFTs and crypto. Like I'm firm into this. I am my foothold is deep and my passion is deep for NFTs and business owners because I want to help business owners and i think nfts is a great way to kickstart a business or to scale a business so i'm all in and i'm not gonna stop and from an investing standpoint in nfts not as much i mean i do own nfts but i'm not trying to flip and do all those things right now um i'm hardcore focused on building 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 And that's what I hope you guys are doing is you're trying to build within this market. Um, I want you to dig deep within yourself and want you to ask, where is my money and my time going to be spent in this crypto market or in this digital, this digital age? Um, Are you going to try to build a business and build commerce and, you know, build a, brand and a reputation? or are you just going to buy into CBDCs and try to enter the Metaverse to escape um, <laughs> being broke or just like not enjoying life to the fullest? You're going to put on your goggles in a sense for that. I think there is pros and cons to everything, but I don't see any pros to CBDCs. And that's just me. If someone brings an argument, then sure. But yeah, I don't I don't like it, but it's where we're headed. It's where we've always been headed. Um, It's only a matter of time. I don't know when it's going to be in the United States. I don't know when they're going to roll it out. My guess is like in a two year span, though, because they're going to let all these other countries do it. So like China and India, uh, Ukraine. Luxembourg, France, Um, I'm sure the UK will do it. Excuse me. Um, I'm sure Russia will do something like this. Um, I know they're talking about like a digital currency right now, but yeah. Knowledge is power, and I definitely recommend you read as much information as you can right now. Um, watch YouTube videos, um, follow informational people on TikTok, uh, just be aware guys, and that's what you got to do. And hopefully I'll see you on the other side in a sense of, you know, I hope, I hope to achieve victory with you. Cause that's, that's what we're all trying to do. We're all just trying to beat the game of life and beat the matrix. Cause that's what we're here for. Um, this was a quick talk. Um, I'm just easing you guys back into this podcast. And hopefully I'll get some interviews lined up the next few weeks uh before Christmas and get some some high valued people on here again. Um trying to get maybe some recurring guests or some people that I've had on before. But you gotta stay positive, guys. You gotta know that this fear it's okay to it's okay to like it's okay to acknowledge it it's okay to say yeah there i am a little terrified of where the world is heading and that's fine but you got to take that and you got to bring it into courage and you gotta let it ignite something in you so you can get out of this matrix because you can find a way if there's a will there's a way And I just want, and I challenge you to think through that because I walk with truth and love. I act in truth and love, and I want you guys to do the same. So I'm going to leave you with that. It was a good 20 minutes. And that being said, guys, keep doing what you're doing, win the life. Talk next week.